Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? We are back with the first episode of October 2021. We just got done watching a Less Than Extreme Rules pay-per-view this past Sunday. We're going to dive into that and everything else that happened this week in the world of professional wrestling. But first, let me introduce the stars of the show. Sheena, how you doing? I am doing good. It is October, my favorite month of the year, so I'm stoked. I just cracked open a brand new beverage with my uh, cheap pop bottle opener. I've had this thing for years. I think it came in the original, like the very, very first uh, wrestling crate, pro wrestling crate. So this has been one of the most uh, useful things that I ever got out of pro wrestling crate was this bottle opener. So I'm excited to talk about my beverage tonight too. But yeah, super excited. It's October and uh, ready to talk about uh, normal rules if we want to call it that. Oh yeah. That, uh, that bottle opener is high quality, man. That thing is awesome. It's built to last. You could use this as a, a melee weapon in case the fight breaks out at one of your parties. <laughs> yeah. That thing is yeah. solid. Uh, Marco, how's life up in Massachusetts, man? Uh, going good. Um, I know Sheena loves the weather. It's actually starting to feel like fall around here, which is pretty hey, awesome. So, yeah, as we you can, can do, see, we I can the do a fall. On. We can do a fall weather report. Sorry. I'm okay with that because it has been really nice and crispy in the mornings. Like I'm going out and drinking my coffee, and it just feels it feels good. So, so ready for this. I, I went so long without uh, mainland fall. You know, we lived on the island for you know yeah over six years, so it was kind of just like it was hot October. So, uh, you know, I'm excited to have like you know a little bit of crispy mornings. Uh, you know every every fall now yeah definitely it, it has been nice we got to watch the pay-per-view out around the fire pit on sunday night it was uh nice. yes, pretty sweet uh sheena remind the listeners where they can find you guys on social media you can find me on instagram at chick foley you can follow marco over on the twitter machine at chick foley show most importantly you can join our foley fam over at chick show.com great group of people uh we just recorded our halloween havoc the first of our halloween havoc series watch alongs and that'll debut this weekend so stay tuned for that hell yeah it's uh Marco really earned the nickname, the MVP by coming up with a stroke of genius. You know, we did the greatest tag teams and we were planning on jumping back into the Royal Rumble watch alongs, but he's like, Hey, you know what? October's coming up. What if we just do some, uh, some Halloween havoc episodes? We talked about it last week. We've got a whole schedule set up for you guys this Sunday. The first episode will be dropping exclusively on Patreon and, um, the three of us here tonight and our good friend, the fig God, Jordan Wells, we rewatched the main event from Halloween Havoc 1989, the Thunderdome match between <laughs> Terry Funk and Great Muda against Sting and Ric Flair. So it was a lot of fun, a really unique match. And um, just tune into that on Patreon to hear us have some laughs and kind of recap a, uh, a really cool blast from the past. Uh, Marco, speaking of Jordan, what's new with the Pod Foundation this week? Man, as always, you know, Turnbuckle Tavern, they're cranking, cranking it out. Um, so uh, Turnbuckle Sessions, uh, we had the uh, one and only In-Ring Art. Yes. Uh, they good interview the uh, In-Ring Art. Yeah, good friend of the show. Justin Frank is his actual name. Um, yeah, no, it's pretty awesome. So if you definitely listen to it, you get more more insight to In-Ring Art, if anything. Uh, that was a bad <laughs> joke. But we'll, we'll <laughs> okay, move along. Um, also, obviously, Turnbuckle with their, um, you know, they so they have a recap after AEW Dynamite, right? And then the next day, you get the actual in-depth recap of AEW Dynamite. So yeah. their new Very episode is content. out already. 
yeah, they they pump it out. They're they're the real like we say workhorses yeah. of the uh, of the uh, the Pod Foundation. Well, far, uh, round that's what it farmers out do. They they work they work daylight to dark. You know what I mean? Farmers yeah. are hard workers. You know they got to keep all elite <laughs> farms. You know up and running. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm those actually clothes. rocking that. Uh, I'm rocking that all elite <laughs> farm sweatshirt to work tomorrow. So hopefully, uh, maybe somebody will recognize it and be like, "Oh yeah, you listen to the two bad chads as well." <laughs> um, yeah, tonight they had um, obviously their wrestle fig, their fig night. Um, they're actually uh, talking about uh, uh, play sets, uh, which is pretty cool. So head on over. I think nice. it was it went live tonight, but you can definitely find it on YouTube. Pretty much all their contents on YouTube. So definitely head over there. And uh, we got to we got to leave. We, we we can't leave without saying extra cooler. New episode is out of extra cooler. Um, they they kept their word. They are they're pumping them out. So definitely listen to uh, Nick Nick and the gang over there at uh, the extra cooler show. See what's going on with them. Hell yeah! And again, follow at Pod Foundation on Instagram to stay up on all the latest from uh, from all the various Pod Foundation shows. Uh, Sheen, you ready to give away some figures? Always. All right. This is the giveaway two weeks in the making. <laughs> this, is, this is the Sheena's botched giveaway. Yeah, yeah. I think Sheena's already working on graphics for next week's giveaway, so that will not happen again. But we are closing out the summer, heading into October with one more SummerSlam figure. This is Elite 86 Carmella. You ready for the drum, Sheen? Oh, yeah. All right. And the winner of Elite 86 Carmella is... Congratulations at Kurt K26. You have won the Carmella figure. And actually, this ended up being very timely because she did have a match at Extreme Rules. So, you know, I, I feel like this is a perfect Extreme Rules post Extreme Rules giveaway. True. Hell yeah. And uh, so, yeah, slide in the DMs, give us your address, and we will get that figure headed your way. And we're rolling right into the giveaway for next week. Brand new, hot off the presses. I don't even think this is showing up as in stock on Ringside Collectibles yet. Elite 89 Nia Jax. Show off that figure. My hole. <laughs> Again, anybody watching on uh, YouTube can uh, see Sheena showing off these figures. You got Nia Jax complete with her hole. Also has the women's belt this time, not the not the women's mm-hmm. the women's tag team the title. They got, they got the N on there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, just like, before ahead, we uh, yeah, before we uh, head off on this, I didn't think they could actually make a better Nia Jax figure. That might be the best looking figure like this, this year. Nice just thing. it's yeah. nice. Just look, it's look, very nice. Look at the the skin's in, insane. The hair, everything. I wish I had the extra heads like the other one, but yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's. Yeah, that's this in the is running. definitely one where it's uh it's true FX at its best. Mm-hmm. I still kind of prefer that Elite sixty five one just because uh it was a little bit more unique look for her with the long braids and stuff and the different head sculpts. Yeah. But if you haven't got a Nia Jax figure yet, or if you're just a big Nia Jax fan, there's a few big Nia Jax fans in our uh, Facebook group. Also, almost mm-hmm. creepily big Nia Jax <laughs> fans. They really got a thing for. Her. Um, this is an awesome figure <laughs> to add to your collection. And this is really the first time we've gotten a proper women's tag team belt. So yeah. again, mm-hmm. this is a red hot figure. First elite series with the new the gear packaging. looks great too on this figure. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. Lots, lots I'm of assuming details, eventually. Lots of yeah. I assume eventually we're going to get a matching uh, Shayna Baszler to go with her to represent their, uh, you know, semi epic yeah. tag team title run. But, uh, to enter on this one, uh, it's going to be have to be a ringside um, giveaway. So we want you guys to DM a screenshot to either Marco or Sheena showing proof of purchase from ringside where you use that code Chick Foley. And uh, we'll keep it going for all summer. So if you've got something from May or more recently, feel free to, mm-hmm. uh, to, to send that our way. And then we'll do a drawing at the start of next week's show to give away 
Nia do some Jax. shopping. Do some shopping this week and send us. Yeah, the, if you haven't the done yet. Yeah, buy you a yeah. figure, and then as a bonus, you have a chance to win this uh, this sweet figure. We're gonna remind you guys: mm-hmm. use code Chick Foley to save ten percent on all your purchases at Ringside Collectible. And are you guys ready to get into the action? Let's do Let's it. Go. All right, here we go. And again, in the show notes, uh, any partners you hear us mention, there will be a link there. So uh, you know you could support us by supporting them. But speaking of support, you know, Finn Balor could use a little bit more support from the top rope on Sunday night. <laughs> uh, we'll get to that in a little bit, though. Let's uh, let, let's save you guys thoughts on the uh, the main event um, until a, a little bit later on in the show. Let's get into the undercard. Sheen, uh, what, what did you think overall of the Extreme Rules show um, every match up to Roman versus the Demon? I mean, the the matches were okay. I didn't think I didn't think there was anything that was just like you know, wow. But I was entertained by it. I think there was a lot of people out there, you know, after after the fact in the Twitterverse. Just I, I think the ending kind of spoiled everything up until that point. There was nothing extreme about it. I want to say that first and foremost. There was nothing extreme about the card. Um, but I mean, overall, it's just like a regular wrestling show. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. I thought um, even Carmella and Liv Morgan was like a, it was kind of like a thrown together type match, and I thought it was really good. I thought, uh, mm. you know, Liv Morgan looked really good, and the, the crowd behind great. her. So, yeah. yeah. So, what do you think, Marco? Did you, uh, did did Extreme Rules live up to your your expectations of this this pay per view? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think we were all going into it expecting not having any Extreme Rules, but. I was under the assumption that, like, because it was called Extreme Rules, like, every match, even though it was, like, a one-on-one match and there was no, like, yeah. you know, obviously no objects, like, every match was going to be Extreme Rules, meaning, like, you could literally do anything. No countouts, no. no DQs, that type of stuff. Um, but obviously it wasn't like that. But actually, you said, you pretty much said it already. I think if it was presented differently, mm-hmm. like, the pay-per-view, it had, like, a different presentation it was, like, to it. great balls of fire. Yeah, you like, know? something like that. It was like, if like it was the generic. Like, a generic pay-per-view event yeah it was it was just kind of like a regular like raw or smackdown like mm-hmm. show it wasn't like there was a, there wasn't any like oomph to it essentially so i think if it was presented you know wwe is the best at production and producing right. and stuff like that i think if they packaged it in a in a, in a different way i think it would have came off a little bit better in my yeah. opinion I think, yeah you know really even just go ahead it needs more extreme man like you guys said mm-hmm. it like yeah. you know what match i think really could have added a ton to it if they just would have thrown make an additional extreme rules match the new day versus bobby aj and omas dude i think if they just would have made that one give us another full-on extreme rules match yeah and mm-hmm. let those six guys just go nuts with the weapons and the high spots yeah. i think that really could have elevated the show because they had a good match and i think just throwing the extreme rules on it would have made it that much better and it yeah. was the first match of the show so you would have had time to kind of bring the energy and the the ebb and flow right. back down a little bit before you cranked it back up with uh with reigns and ballard well, you could definitely night. tell that the crowd was clamoring for something extreme by the time that roman and finn went on they were like you know we want tables we want tables i mean they were oh, just yeah. begging for begging for something you know they're like give us to something the point extreme where roman here. was using it to get heat by saying you know i yeah. don't need no tables yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, something that I found really odd. Um, I thought the Charlotte and Alexa match was good, but the ending was so like again, just kind of botched and awkward and weird. And I felt like they kept the the camera on Alexa too long after the match, and uh, it just kind of like ruined it for me. You know? Yeah, yeah I was reading. I was kind of like reading around in the dirt sheets, um, and uh, apparently she's going to be like, you know, taking some time off essentially. So Who, was, like, Alexa? Yeah. Like, I'm not sure if it was like an injury. It's not an injury or anything like that. Just like, you know, 
Just like oh, going I, away I for can a little already, bit. I, I'm already Probably. mapping this out in my head how this is going to play out. They're going to have like these little vignettes of somebody's returning. They're going to completely repackage Alexa. You know yeah, what I mean? That's, they're going to have that's what I'm sexy, sexy yeah. shots of her high heels <laughs> walking around, like you know. Demolition you know, part two. Yeah, yeah there's going to be like smoke, uh, you know, going along. And yeah, they're going to be like something big's coming in three weeks, you know? I think it's more likely she just comes back like this whole fiend period never happened. And she just goes yeah, back I can to see being, that too. you know, the mean yep. girl mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. For the draft. Which I would be, which I would be okay with. I loved kind of like the little punk, you know, Alexa. I thought, you know, I thought she, I, I mean, think everybody's ready easy. for it. Yeah. yeah. The same way we said that, uh, WWE, if they brought the, the hurt business back together just randomly. Like, I don't think we would question it. We would just accept it. And we saw that yeah. Monday night. I think yeah. everybody would just accept it. If old Alexa just came back with little to no explanation. Speaking yeah, of which, it, can we talk it, yeah. about how our mole got to WWE creative and was like, all right, guys, the chick Foley show said we got to get the hurt business back together. <laughs> so, you know what? We're, we're going to make it happen. Damn it. Yeah, we we're definitely got to yeah. find out who's listening. Cause this, this definitely, yeah. definitely airs listening to the show. Just not sure. Yeah, if you're still so. listening. Hope, hopefully tomorrow night on SmackDown, uh, Seth Rollins beat Ro- beats Roman Reigns clean and wins the universal championship, you know? So if you're yeah. listening, make it happen for us. Just like you did the, uh, the hurt business reunion. Oh boy. Oh, Uh-oh. Marco, are you, you feeling the need to flop around like a fish right now? Oh, okay. all right. Yeah, no. I mean, I have some, I have some choice things for this uh, this segment. I, I, I didn't hit it as much as everyone thought. This is what exactly. I'm going to start hitting if we're ever if we're ever recording like a really long episode and uh, and Marco's energy just starts fading a little bit. I'm just going to hit this to just kind of <laughs> bring him back to life <laughs> right before we hit a big segment. Um, so yeah, main event, Roman hits a <laughs> freaking epic spear. I, I watched the last like oh, four amazing. minutes of this match again, right before, um, we came on just to make sure it was fresh in my mind. Cause I knew it was really the most talked about thing from extreme rules. Um, hell of a spear Finn's like a mm-hmm. good three or four feet away and kind of jumps up. So Roman can really just send him flying through that barricade. They're down for a little bit. And then something that to my knowledge, I don't think we've ever really seen in wrestling before. The theme music hits at the end of it, mm-hmm. and it just suddenly brings him back to life, like when you know uh, Urkel used to uh, get brought back to life and start dancing and stuff after uh, <laughs> the time he got electrocuted. Um, but he comes back up, the lights go red, smoke's going, puts Roman through a table, rolls him in, and as he's about to hit the coup de gras, um, somehow two hundred and five pound Finn makes the top rope just collapse and then even though he the music was able to revive him and make him this unstoppable monster a uh, a four and a half foot fall somehow completely incapacitated him and it Roman incapacitated him. him and this is a guy who who literally jumps five feet in the air before he does his finishing move which is essentially the same move of him falling off of the the turnbuckle so yeah, yeah that was a, that uh, was a total but that was a total buzz kill you know yeah, and i Marco, didn't hate let me i was gonna say i, go, I did not yeah, you can go the, first the, no, yeah. I, I didn't hate the music and the, all that coming back to life. I thought it was a little bit theatric with him, like, you know, doing the, you know, coming back to life or whatever. But I feel like, I mean, because Finn's never really been like super, super natural. You know, he's just kind of like really tapped into that um, other part of himself to kind of make himself, you know, like he goes to that place. He's the demon, you know, but he's not like <laughs> magical powers. Right. And it, it feels like now he's got like magic powers. I was hyped when he started getting back. And then when he like climbed back cool. up. Yeah. When he climbed up onto the top rope, I was like, Oh my God. Like I thought like, this is the moment, like they're about to freaking take the belt off of Roman. 
And then, so I was all hyped for it, like in, at the edge of my seat. And then when that happened, that that's what took the wind out of my sails. It wasn't how we got there because I didn't yeah. mind the red light and all of that. It was just like the complete botch ending of, of the I match. I think it was, uh, I think it was just, it was modern WWE in a nutshell, man. Cause even though I, it wouldn't have made the most sense booking wise for Finn to win the title from Roman right now. It was just such a moment. It was cool. Like you got caught up in the moment. You were able, it was cool enough that I think we were all able to suspend our disbelief. Right. And we started thinking like, Oh shit. Like, like Sina said, we were sitting there like talking to her like, damn, I think Finn's about to win the belt. And dude, if they would have let him hit that coup de gras through the smoke with the red light, I think that's a highlight you would be seeing playing on a WWE for years. You know, it would have been in the intro videos. It would have been all over the place. And we talked about it last week. You could always have him win the belt and then be regular fan and lose it back at the next pay-per-view, you know, to just kind of really put the demon yep. over and still keep Roman going strong. Um, it, mm-hmm. it would just be a brief interruption on the Reigns train. It wouldn't be a total derailment. So I think they just, they missed the boat. It would have energized the fan base. And instead we get this wonky finish where, yeah, the top, yeah. I mean, when does the top rope break? Was, you know, is this heart foundation? And, and so the we, have to wait a whole, we have to wait a whole week. It wasn't even like, we're not even getting any resolution on raw. Typically if that's something like that happens, you'd be like, Oh, it's Sunday night. Like we get to see what, what, what the heck happened, you know, but no, we got to wait till freaking Friday to find out what even happened to the damn turnbuckle, you know? Yeah. yeah. What'd you think about it, Marco? I mean, I mean, first of all, I hear a lot of walkbacks from both of you guys. It seemed like you guys going to trash the hell out of that, that ending. <laughs> It seems like you guys are like like Homer Simpson stepping back in the bushes right there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate the ending. I didn't hate the him breaking the turnbuckle, whatever. And oh I'll tell you God. why. Um, okay. it's, it's not going to be anything like anything weird or like trying to be funny or anything Nothing like that. Groundbreaking. But you guys are missing the the key ingredients at the be- at the middle of the pay per view. Um, Paul Heyman was on the phone with somebody. And Caleb, remember Caleb Braxton came in and interrupted him, and she was like, "Hey, what's going on?" And he like kind of like hung up the phone. So that was like that was one of the things there. So that leads me to believe that he already had something in the works, just in case Finn Balor uh, was on the edge conspiracy. of conspiracy. Yep. Gotcha. Then there's another part. Since you you said you watched it after when the smoke when he's on the turnbuckle, um, and after he falls, you see Paul Heyman run away from that turnbuckle. Hmm. Like he runs from the turnbuckle back to where he usually stands. Interesting, because um, he knew that obviously when Finn Balor resurrected, he knew that it was in, it was it was over pretty much. Yeah, um, I saw a camera guy like standing at the corner at the start of the comeback thing, and I, so I, I don't yeah. know if they were going to give us something like, oh, there was a camera guy who was paid off who rigged up the ring. I, I don't know. It, yeah, that's definitely something we do. That that's like classic overbooking, though, dude. Like, well, just let the moment happen. Like, this is. I, but the I, thing I is, we, if that's the storyline, I get it. Like, if that's how they wanted to play it out, like you're right. Like now that I'm thinking back, yes, like the Paul Heyman moment and like you know the the camera shot of him and everything. But that doesn't make the booking any better. It doesn't make the storytelling any better. No, it doesn't but, make the moment any better. I mean, this it, is your this is your first yeah. pay per view. You know, after like AEW's been like kicking your ass. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, uh, I just, I just feel like you needed to like come correct and make something crazy happen. You know. But I figure like we're always like you know, killing them for like not being creative and all this stuff. And that was a creative finish personally to creative. me anyway. Yeah. You've never was, seen I haven't that seen that before. And everyone's always like going, Oh, that's not creative. Blah, 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 blah. They're all, they're always doing the same thing. They're always doing creative, the same finish though? over and over I mean, again. When does that happen? Like, what is like, when have you ever seen that? Like, you didn't know if it was Again, a botch. You didn't know if it yeah. was, if it was supposed to happen. 
you, you, you know you anything. Should, the other, I mean, yeah. you should you should never think to yourself at the, at that point in a match in a high profile match like that when you brought the demon back after so many years, like you should not have to think, oh damn, was that a botch? Like that should never be your first thought because if well, that's I mean, your first thought, that means it was crap. You know what I mean? I mean they kind of like, oh god, this is not what I'm yeah. supposed to be seeing right now. I mean, they kind of killed it by bringing. I mean, they brought. So it wasn't the first time we've seen him. He was on for the past two weeks on SmackDown. So that kind of like took away from the. Well, you know, true. this is the first the time we're ever seeing the bit. the demon. Yeah. So it was just. Like, I mean, we already seen him. We we seen him take out Roman and the Usos and stuff like that on SmackDown for the past two weeks, and now he's here at the. So it's like it's not like we were seeing him for the first time in so many years. We already true, but seen what okay, happened but essentially. But let's just assess what actually happened, though. Like, okay, the ending, whatever. Like, there was some sort of schmoz, you know, like some sort of scandalous thing happened, right? But w- at what point are we supposed to believe, like, Finn Balor, who has just, like, taken Roman Reigns to the limit, falls yeah. off the top turnbuckle? I mean, he's literally taking a beating and, like, falls off the ter- top turnbuckle, and all of a sudden, like, he's just c- completely incapacitated. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. to me, that's me really out of the moment. It's just like, oh. Well, I will say, you guys know I'm the king of kayfabe. Any type of unexpected uh, shot always hurts like 10 times worse. You know what I mean? It's like the outside interference, like somebody jumps on the apron and gives you a forearm shiver. The next move, you're like 90% guaranteed to get the one, two, three on them. So the demon, he can't escape kayfabe rules in wrestling. Well, the other thing too, is he kicked out of a spare. When's the last time somebody kicked out of a spare? Like he's the last person in a year, essentially that like didn't get finished by a spare. So, I mean that, yeah, I think, I think the demon's I, I still looking strong after this. Yeah, he he's definitely looking strong. So I mean, I think they had to do that turnbuckle thing to keep him strong, essentially. And th- yeah. I mean, if it, if it makes sense and if it kind of makes sense, they had to like do some like kind of trickery because he's a demon. That you know, that's the only way he can lose. It's <laughs> kind of like be like, yeah, but yeah. So are like we I said, I didn't hate it as that, much. Uh, yeah, yeah. Are we all in agreement that the Finn music comeback was cool, or or does anybody think it was corny? I thought it was uh, cool. I liked. I, I liked them cool. all. I thought it was cool. I didn't. I didn't love the. I think it could have been a little more subtle than him, like yeah, doing some exorcist. Like, I didn't you know Blair type stuff. I, I would have been cool with him just popping up, like as soon as like the you know the deep yes. breath part hits. Like exactly. Even as, even as the music, you know, I know they kind of been playing up to this because when the music hit, when uh, that mat, well, that match he had with Roman, you know, and like he just kind of like went limp, you know, and I know they're kind of like playing like this is yeah. part of his power or whatever. But I mean, I think he even could have just like slowly started to get up like, you know, like like creepily, you know what I mean? Like demon style instead of just like, yeah. like you know, like he's being electrocuted. Like- <laughs> yeah, I think it just would have been cool if he was just like completely incapacitated and all of a sudden you just see him like, you know, getting up like the bad guy in a horror movie. You know, yeah, yeah, that would have been cool. Actually, I was gonna say too, like when I was talking about like all the matches having like an extreme rules type of vibe. Like what threw me off was when you know um, the Bianca Belair Charlotte match when Sasha Banks came down and it was a DQ. That's what that's what that's what I was like. Oh, it's not extreme rules because if it wasn't yeah. extreme rules and it it wouldn't be a DQ, it just the match would continue. Yeah, I think that put a damper on it because really the two biggest matches of the night um, had Schmoz finishes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. That was the two most anticipated matches and neither one of them we got a really a clean finish. Um, yep. Let's get into it. What would you guys match of the night? I'll go first. Um, even though I think Finn and Roman 
was probably the best match. I was impressed with Brecky, Becky and Bianca, but to me, the U.S. Championship match was awesome, man. Jeff Hardy, mm. we talked about yeah. it last week, dude. He is he came into the match over, and the fans were dying to see him win that United States Championship by yep. the end of you it. So it I'm giving Jeff Hardy my low key MVP of the night, and I think that was if it may not have been the best match, but that was my favorite match of the night. Uh, how about you, Sheena? Um, I'll probably say the Usos and Street Profits. I feel like, you know, again, uh, mm, other than just like the main one. event. Yeah, just like, you know, you know what you're getting with these guys. Just nonstop high-flying action. Montez Ford is just a certified freaking star, dude. Like, I, I love everything he does. I love watching him wrestle. So that match for me was probably uh, the most fun. But, yeah, that U.S. title match was was epic, too. Marco, what was your match of the night? Uh, you guys kind of picked both of the matches I was going to go with, but uh, <laughs> my, my, my backup would have been a, is a live, live and Carmella. That uh, only because match, that's live. Yeah. Only because, you know, that's like, that's lives. I think it's kind of like lives coming out party and depending mm-hmm. on where she goes in, in the draft. Um, I think we spoke about this already. She's definitely destined for some type of like some push. I think they yeah. needed, you know, she kind of like, it, she kind of faltered because obviously the pandemic happened and there was no mm-hmm. fan reaction to her and stuff like that. So now that they're actually hearing it, the crowd, you can hear the crowd's definitely behind her. There's no, oh, yeah. no question yeah. about it. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's September 30th as we record this. Let it be known the Chick Foley show is buying up all the Liv Morgan stock. We are all in on yeah. Liv doing big things over the next uh, <laughs> six to 12 we, months. We've historically uh, uh, strapped the, the the rocket strap to uh, to people when we, when we give them the Chick-fil-A rub. So I'm, I'm interested to oh, see yeah. where this goes. You look at Powerhouse Hobbs, you know, we were talking yeah. about him when he was just a random jobber in the uh, the Battle Royale at, um, at All In, or no, All Out last year. And now he's fighting CM Punk in, you know, premier matches on, on Rampage. Uh, Marco, we'll stick with you, man. What was your letdown of the night? Oh, let me think. Uh, probably, probably the Charlotte, uh, the Charlotte Bianca match, just because of the Sasha Banks interruption. Um, you mean, I mean Becky I, well, and Bianca? Becky, was it Becky? Yeah, Becky and Bianca, sorry. Yeah. Becky and Bianca. Um, and then Sasha interfering was kind of, it didn't do anything for me, essentially. Like, it obviously, you want to see Sasha Banks back, but I think it would have made a bigger impact if she, like, showed up, like, on SmackDown, essentially. That was, like, mm-hmm. her return. And then, obviously, you find out where she's going. Because we don't know where... The other thing is, too, with this pay-per-view, we don't know what everyone's doing after Friday and, and right. Monday. Like, literally, all these storylines that they have going could be kaput, essentially, and yeah. erased. Right. So, but yeah, that, that was probably the letdown, just... It was a really good matchup until that until that point. Gina? I'm going to go with the main event, man. I know y'all kind of tried to rationalize it to me, but I'm not. I just I felt like it was such a letdown, man. I I feel like if, if they had just played that off and let Finn hit that coup de gras in that moment and pin Roman, dude, people would look back on this pay-per-view way more fondly. They would be way more kind to the undercard matches and be like, dude, that was a freaking excellent pay-per-view. Whereas everybody left that show with WTF, and uh, I think it just made the whole show kind of feel crap because like we talked about we've had some we've had some awesome matches on this on this card and uh we're just kind of thinking this pay-per-view was like meh so i'm gonna Mm. go with that strictly not because of the match but strictly on the the ending that was my letdown of the night and not that i want roman to lose either i love roman reigns but in that moment i was like oh hell yeah this is gonna be cool you know so they didn't didn't give me what it would have been it would have been a moment if uh finn closed it out yeah right there uh, I was going to go with Becky and Bianca just because I was so I think they really put on an outstanding match before 
the the lame DQ finish with Sasha coming down. Um, but I don't want to copy Marco. I'll go with another one. Uh, uh, this is a low key letdown for Extreme Rules, a match where you plan on seeing some, or a show where you expect to see some stuff with weapons and some crazy spots. I think it was a missed opportunity to not weave the twenty four seven championship into this show. You know, give us some. Mm. Um, Give us a handful of, of backstage skits to kind of break up the matches where, you know, Reginald's running around and doing goofy stuff or, uh, you know, crazy spots to to keep everybody off his ass for that 24-7 belt. I think Extreme Rules would be a perfect show for that. And even though it's definitely a comedy gimmick, um, I don't think it's really a platform for anybody to go into bigger or better things. They they have done a decent job with the 24-7 title over the last couple months. So yeah. I think that was a missed opportunity. Let's hear from our friends at Turnbuckle Tavern. Drop by and visit the Turnbuckle Tavern, where every Thursday we give you the most in-depth analysis of all things AEW, as well as dive into Impact Wrestling, NWA, and all things indie. If you like heated debates, compelling interviews, and a shot of nostalgia, you'll love the Turnbuckle Tavern. Available on Apple and Spotify. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth. All right, so we are foregoing the usual um, Royal Rumble gimmick this uh, week. We're going to do an Iron Man match. One topic, we're going to give Sheena and Marco about five minutes to talk. If you guys are watching on YouTube, you saw me just dash off to the fridge. Uh, We do a little premature beverage break. I grabbed me a Broken Skull IPA uh, because I plan on just sitting back and drinking some beer because I have zero thoughts on this next topic. You guys know how I feel about Cody, but Sheena and Marco are both reality TV connoisseurs, and they are going to discuss Roads to the Top. The premiere happened last night after Dynamite. Uh, Sheena, Marco, take us away. So we had talked about, you know, we joked about going, uh, joining the the Turnbuckle family and doing our um, our Roads to the Top recaps every week, and so. Uh, I- this won't be an every week thing on our show, but I just had to discuss the uh, the debut episode because I have some thoughts uh, because I watch a lot of real. Well, I don't really much anymore, but I, I over the years I have consumed a ton of reality TV, you know, like all real housewives of every city in America, you know, all the Bravo <laughs> shows, you know, like this is this is like right up my right in my wheelhouse. And all the Bellas, like I love all the E stuff, you know, not the Kardashians. I don't watch them, but, uh, you know, all the Total Divas, Total Bellas, all that kind of stuff. Miz and, Miz and uh, Maurice, love that show too. Or Miz and Mrs., whatever that show's called. Miz and Mrs., yep. Yeah. Um, good show. So I was curious. I was like, how are how are Cody and Brandy gonna gonna do in this in this format? You know, and typically with reality TV, there's a format, right? Like there's a, there's a little story arc within each episode that kind of like you know builds up, and then it leaves you with a cliffhanger wanting to watch next week's episode. Yep. And I don't know how you felt about it. Marco and I actually haven't talked about this yet because I wanted to save any of our thoughts, uh, you know, to be organic on the air. But dude, it was for me. It was just like a cringe watch the entire time. I just felt, <laughs> I felt like I was like, I felt like I was like watching it just surely, like you know, to make fun of it, which isn't a good feeling when you're watching reality TV. You know what I mean? Like you never take reality TV too seriously. But I was like, oh god, this is so cringe. You know, like everything yeah. that Cody and Brandy do is like, I feel like it was just like so try hard. And again, let me preface all this negativity that we're about to, you know, spill out here that. We don't have any real, we don't know these people in real life and we don't have any real life hard feelings about them. We don't know them. Right. So everything we're about to say is strictly based on what we, what we view on TV. So don't be coming at us with all your trolling, you know, uh, Chick-fil-A <laughs> hates, hates Cody, you know, 
Jake We've said hates multiple AEW. times that Cody is arguably the most impactful superstar of the last 15 years. So, oh yeah. 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 I think we're good. Yeah. So basically they like, they were showing, you know, Brandy's all big and pregnant and everything. Right. And they're kind of like following their journey into parenthood and you know how their, their jobs are with AEW and all this stuff. But the episode was like all over the place. Like it never had any one clear storyline. Like it was just kind of like showing like these little clippets of like their day and their life and stuff. And it felt so manufactured. What did you think, Marco? Yeah, I was actually going to say the same thing. It seemed like it was like not really a reality show, but kind of like a almost like a gimmick, reality, yeah. like a mockumentary, like an office, yeah. like yes. the office almost, that type of thing. Like it was making fun of uh, of um, reality shows. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you missed out on the arcing storyline is Brandy giving birth, getting back into shape. And going for the women's title. Okay. That was listen, set listen. throughout. So that's why I, a lot of people, I was reading a lot of uh, different theories and people that watched it. Um, so that's what it seemed. That's why everyone's like, oh, this, this isn't really a reality show. It's just a way for, you know, Brandy to get out yes. there. Um, and she was she was acting like she was, um, you know, uh, going to be like, well, there's always somebody waiting. I got to get back in the ring as quick as yeah, I can. There's always yeah, somebody yeah. waiting to your spot. I'm like, your husband is like, you know, the <laughs> yeah. EVP of the, of the company. I think you're okay, sweetheart. Safe. Yeah, 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 I think yeah, you're, you're okay. Safe, yeah. And let me just say, I, I can say this because I'm a mom, and I don't make I don't make a habit of like judging other moms because becoming a mom will humble you in ways that you've never experienced. Becoming a parent in general will humble you in ways that you never oh, yeah. experienced. And you know, you're you're always in that position where it's like never say never. People say like, oh, never say never. Well, it's true. Like there's so many things you say before you have kids that just go out the window once you have kids, right? Yeah. Um, but I was so bothered. Like, like they just seemed like this kid was like an inconvenience in their life. Like they're like, Brandy's just like, I'm just going to have a, a night nanny, take care of my baby. And you know, I don't care. Like I'm going to get my body back in shape. I'm going to get in the ring and win the, you know, the women's championship. And Cody was like, I'm not taking any paternity leave. I'm not, I mean, my dad, you know, Dusty came to the hospital and then head out. The, I was like, that was 30 years ago. Cody. Yeah. Like you want, you really want to live life. Like Dusty Rhodes was living 30 years ago. Like, Come the hell Dusty on, Rhodes you know? was never like the executive vice president of a company. He was still just going out. He like he had to wrestle like each show to put money on the table. You yeah. Know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it was just it was like Cody was trying to come from this like holier than thou, like, you know, I'm old school, you know, I'm not gonna take paternity leave, you know, to have my little girl or whatever. And then he was like, Well, I don't know how I'm gonna do it, juggling being a dad and being the head of a company. And I'm like, you guys should have thought about this before you got it in and decided you were going to have a kid. Like, did these, did these conversations not take place? Because to me, as a parent, it kind of, like, you know, when you're like a, a family show like that, you kind of want to like, like, figure, like, target your audience, you know? And I felt like they were completely yeah. off base, like, being like, oh, well, we don't care. But I mean, and I'm sure they're great parents and I'm sure they love their baby. But the way they were like making themselves seem on TV was like very cold yeah. and callous. It, and, you know, Brandy was just like, you know, not not very likable at all it came yeah it came off that way i'm, I'm hoping the the other uh storyline within this is obviously they 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 talk like that like it sounds like it's an inconvenience to have a kid but like as the show goes along and they do have their baby like they start to learn that you know the baby's Maybe. more important than anything so yeah that's what i'm, that's what I'm hoping that's I the, I'm gonna, the producer man i'm gonna bring this <laughs> I'm going to bring the positivity to this, but yeah, I'm hoping that that's where like, you know, the learning comes in, like their first time parents, they've never been parents before. Um, Yeah. And you know, her being uh, older, 
that was the other thing that they brought up was like she's you know she's considered like a senior yeah. and having a child so like that's another thing that How comes into she? play so 30 she's probably like 35 Maybe yeah. I don't know. Mm. You, you could look up yeah. how how old is a uh, little brand brand. I believe, but yeah, yeah, I think she so, said she was thirty five. So all of that is okay, and it's I feel like you know all that storyline about them being parents is whatever. And then Cody baked her a cake, and it was also like cheesy and manufactured. Yeah. But so they tried this. to weave in these like wrestling storylines too. Like it looked like you know they were trying to make it look like you know um, he introduced her as the chief brand officer, and so he was like, oh, she's the she's the chief brand officer, and he, they were both sitting in this little office, and he's like, well, what do you got going on today? She's like, well, I gotta go. <laughs> talk to a lot of people and then i got a zoom and it was just like the, i was like i was like yeah you seem like you're really busy brandy like you know i'm glad you're do, you're doing so much good work you know like trying to be the stephanie mcmahon of of aew you know um and then she yeah. did this whole thing with like she was trying to like come down on jade cargill for slapping uh for slapping freaking red velvet too uh too hard and then they had a wine tasting where they just resolved it all in 10 seconds i was like that's reality tv 101 they're like well we got to bring yes. some drama to this because you two are obviously so freaking flat that we can bring somebody so, into this with some life. My first, yeah, my first thought was when they brought that up, like, oh no, you, you slapped her too hard. And I'm like, there's been far worse things that pro- have probably happened to you yeah. in the ring and during a segment than getting a hard slap to the face. That I mean, was like, all, that was all just like reality. That was, was like, like, a hardy on there from that time when he went flying off the forklift onto the concrete. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, been like even, even, even for Jade and, um, yeah, if, uh, what do you, what's her name? Uh, Red Velvet. Velvet. Even, Red Velvet, yeah. Even like they've probably had worse things happen to them during a segment or in ring than a hard they slap were to just, the face. They like, were just trying to give Brandy something to do so it looked like she worked there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, they, wow. Just like, <laughs> and then I said I mean, this before. Uh, <laughs> oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead, dude. And no, I was, I was going to say, uh, there was, so we got to, I, I totally forgot that Cody has, has a sister. We kind of spoke about this. Before we went on, yeah, he that was not yes. nice. You see, Sheena's expression, not nice. yeah. So I was like, if Seth watches with you, and I know he doesn't like Cody, but if he's seen Cody's sister, there's Cody's the greatest guy in the world compared to her. Like <laughs> she is, yeah. But, no, she, I, but maybe, I can't even maybe her, her attitude, maybe her attitude is in response to Brandy's, like <sighs> you know, overarching, like you know, well, they kind of hate each other. They yeah. brought that up. They like they're not they, the they biggest. Don't have a very, yeah, they don't have a very good uh, relationship. Yeah, she's, him she's uh she's not a likable person. If there's one Rhodes no. that's not likable, it's definitely. That's the problem with this show as a whole. Like there's not a lot of likability there, like with any of them. And not that I mean, I'm sure they're good. I mean, people, Cody kinda like, comes off there's, clean. There's nothing I think funny. Dustin's the best of the bunch. Yeah, Dustin's great. Yeah. There's there's no there's no funny, witty, like, you know, at least with the Bellas, they're like quirky and funny and like, you know, they kind of have like their own little yeah, like goofy. sister language. And you know, in that and there's like there's like stories in their episodes. Like the one time that freaking uh Bree and Brian had to like move in with John Cena and Nikki Bella, like that was the best because it was like, yeah. you know, two worlds colliding. It was like, you know, when you switch your spouses, what was that show? Like, you know, spouse switch or wife swap or whatever. Yeah, it's like it was it's like reality TV one Piece. Yeah, you got to have a main story that's like, you know, dramatic or at least a little bit impactful. And then you got a B story where it's like, you know, we got to get the the dog to agree to, you know, wear this costume for a photo shoot or something. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> yeah. And the little bit I was yeah. watching over Sheena's shoulder. Yeah, I agree. It was kind of just all over the place, which it was the pilot. Had Ricky episode, Stark so. in there and Tony yeah, Khan. It was just like, see, I like yeah. that. I, 
like if they would Darby was and in make it. it maybe like, you know, 25% Cody and Brandy and the rest was like, you know, behind the scenes, like kind of kayfabe, kind of shoot stuff with the wrestlers. I think I would yeah. tune in and watch that. But those were those were the best segments. Cody and Brandy for me. Yeah, they went with they went with uh, Mox and Mox was like, he's like, she's like, how you doing, Mox? And he's like, I'm hungover as fuck. You know what I mean? And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Brandy, just, Brandy just kind of stood there like, oh, OK. Like, I mean, yeah, she didn't have uh, any, like no response <laughs> at all. You know, I'm like, dude, that could have been a really funny moment, you know, but Brandy's so stiff that it just didn't it didn't translate they, at all so they didn't utilize him at all because he was great on on total divas when he was on uh well i mean he's he was he was he was oh. moxley on total yeah. divas but yeah, like when yeah. renee was Rose, on yeah. it he was he was the most entertaining he's the best like, thing of the whole season. like he was awesome they they underutilized him on that first episode i i would have had him saying some crazy stuff but um, i know it was cool seeing darby allen though like talking like him talking mm-hmm. about like you know how he got into the wrestling business and stuff like that. That was that was pretty cool. But um, and speaking of Darby Allen, um, that segment with MJF was like freaking. Ins- Did you guys watch that mm-hmm. that promo that yeah. he had? That was, was uh, unexpected. I'll, I'll say that much, especially about the you know his uncle. And- yeah, yeah. And I'm on record as not being a huge MJF fan, but the one cool thing about him <sighs> is. He's good at building to these like blood feud style matches, and he is good at having the you know, really violent payoffs to his matches. So I'm looking forward to a bloody violent brawl between yeah. uh, between Darby and MJF when it finally goes down because yeah, he's he's definitely pulling no punches on those promos. And briefly, while we're yeah. on the topic of AEW, how about uh, Sammy G taking that TNT title from Miro? What a moment that, that was! That was awesome, amazing. That was yeah, great. so hyped for that. And I mean, both guys. I think both guys ended up still looking good after that match. So yeah, that oh, was yeah. a win. Yeah, Miro's got plenty of outs, and I, and honestly, I think his his reign, his look, his promos, everything he's doing right now, he's kind of above the TNT title. He's ready to be in that main event picture. You know, TNT mm-hmm. title is an awesome mid card championship. And I think Miro did what he needed to do with it, and it's time to move to the main event. So, and he even yeah. got the yeah. rub out of that MGF, MJF uh, Darby promo. You know what I mean? So like he oh, yeah. even got a little bit of a, a power boost before that even happened. So yeah, that's yeah, right. re- really yeah, cool. Definitely. I'm glad we could end that roads to the top segment on something positive and feel good. <laughs> you know. Well, I'll ask the key question, Marco. We'll start with you, man. Next week, are you watching Roads to the Top? I think I think I have to just to see what if it just watch. to see if like like we said we're gonna like we said this is a pilot episode so it's kind of all over the place. Hopefully this next episode will treat it as the first episode and there's some type of cohesiveness right. to that to this it'll episode. Be like, if not, we'll be like I'll, those I'll people. Bail. Yeah, we'll be like those people that <laughs> I mean, tell you when they're when you're when they're explaining their favorite watch. show to you like you got to get past the first two seasons and then it gets really yeah. good. You know, yeah. so like, it's so good you got to watch it. But yeah. I'll probably yeah, get are you in on it. It's not good next week. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it. I mean, I, I, you know, I have a very high tolerance for crap TV. So, uh, you know, I, I <laughs> even though I, even though I totally shit on it during this segment, um, I still enjoyed watching the train wreck. You know, I still enjoyed watching like the the cringe moments because it just makes me feel better. I'm like, well, you know, even if I'm not funny, I'm not as lame as Brandy. You know. <laughs> like, all right. So for all, for all the uh, listeners out there, let us know. Uh, what you guys think if you want we'll add maybe a a, a three minute recap every week for uh, roads to the top here to the show we'll make it a standard uh a standard feature so let us know if that's what yeah, you guys, you guys can't, hear. Ever, can't ever claim that we don't like aew we're even talking about their freaking reality show so oh, yeah, yeah so. we love we love aew but yeah um so yeah let us know if that's something you guys want and we will add it to the show let's have a drink She's gonna turn it up.
right. It's the weekly beverage break. You guys already saw what I was drinking. I started off with a uh, Ruby Redbird by Shinerbach and then uh, switched it up uh, to kind of help that uh, that road to the top recap go down a little bit smoother with a uh, Broken Skull IPA. Uh, Marco, you're up next, man. What are you drinking tonight? Same hair. Got the uh, Broken Skull IPA. Oh, Hell yeah. Um, hey, look well, at the back is, of your can. Is yours, is yours the Virginia version or is it the Cali version? Uh, Virginia. You can see it by the barcode. Yeah, at the bottom by the barcode, it'll tell you where it was canned at. Yeah, Virginia Beach. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, we had a we had a shortage for a little bit here locally, and I was worried that maybe maybe the contract ran out or something happened, and yeah. New Realm wasn't brewing anymore. But it, but it's back in stock, so pretty cool. That it's. I, I still have not seen anything. Um, like publicly stated about the, you know, some agreement between the two mm-hmm. of them. So it's still kind of funny that they did it, but I'm glad because honestly, I didn't know the difference. So I just randomly looked at the can. So yeah, shout out yeah. to New Realm here in uh, Virginia Beach for hooking it up and getting this broken skull up and down the East Coast. Uh, Sheena's got a very unique choice this week. Well, Sheena, what are you both drinking? Of, both of you guys, you know, were dropping on October 1st. Both of you guys failed to bring anything fall or spooky to the table. Um, I got to like, you know, make sure that the, the show has some semblance of festivity. True. So I um, am drinking this apple, this hard apple cider. I picked it up. Um, I went to pick up my, uh, my raw cow's milk at the uh, little uh, produce and provisions, like farmer's market little stand. And they posted on their Instagram that they had this, you know, all their local, they sell all like local Virginia goods. And uh, they had new cider and new apples and stuff. And so I was like, Oh hell yeah. So this is, Albemarle Cider Works, um, and it's Jupiter's Legacy Virginia Apple Cider. So it's really good. It's not huh. sweet. I don't know. I guess I was expecting it to be a little bit more sweet. Um, it's a 7% ABV, so pretty pretty stout. And uh, it's almost like a, like a dry kind of like white wine taste to it. You know what I mean? It's got a little bit of, like I don't know, um, bitterness to it, but I kind of really like it. Yeah. I think it would be really, really good to drink it like a mimosa. Cause I also picked up some just regular apple cider, like, you know, all like just like real homemade apple cider from the place too. Like if you did like mimosa style, like you did, you know, a glass of this and then you put a little bit of a dash of uh, the regular apple cider in there to kick it up and make it a little more sweet. I think it would be choice. So, so, you, so you're saying champagne with the apple cider? No, you're if you did, if you orange did juice with the yeah. apple cider. No, if you did this apple cider, you did like the dry, because this isn't like sweet. This is like, you know, like hard apple cider. So it's like not really right. super sweet. It's kind of like dry and citrusy and like, you like know, apple Yeah, it's not, well, it's not as sweet as woodchuck. It's actually like less sweet than woodchuck. Um, and then did a little splash of the regular apple cider on top of it. Mm. Apple cider, hard apple cider with virgin apple cider on top of it. I think See, what I would like to try, and maybe I'll do it after we go off the air, is pour a small glass of that apple cider and then pour a shot of bourbon on top of it. I think that's the way Ooh, to go. That could be good. Even though yeah. I don't like, really like bourbon, but that does sound good. I, I like a little bourbon and hard cider mix up, even though it's definitely a dangerous drink to have. It's not something you oh, want to yeah, drink. Yeah, I've, I've seen, I've kind seen, of, uh, yeah. The heel has been <laughs> on hard apple cider is a, uh, is a um, you know, experience woodchuck with a shot of maker's mark poured into it's like one of my favorites but yeah that's definitely not something you want to drink before you're making any major life decisions or operate any heavy machinery anything like that oh boy mark are you a big cider fan um yeah actually we uh this this past weekend we went to uh we went apple picking i saw that uh, yeah my uh my wife ended up grabbing um somebody it was like apple wine It Mm. it was like wine made with apples um, it was actually really good. Um, 
yeah, it's, I mean, and we got the, obviously we got the, uh, the, the donuts too as well. You have to, oh, you have yeah, to get like the, the uh, apple fritter donuts. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Um, but yeah, that was They're fun. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's apple season, so you definitely have yeah. to get any, I do, oh, I yeah. do have a, I do have a bear that's for Halloween. I just, I'll, I'll break it out next week. So, because okay. the can is awesome. So you got to see yeah, what the, you, uh, you need to come correct. Go like. Take your butt to total wine or whatever you guys got up there and get, get yourself some fall brews for the next four weeks. You know what I mean? And True. well, you drink hard out, you drink hard alcohol in our Patreon exclusives, but still, yes, you know, bring, bring the festivities. You know what I mean? Cause I, I'm over here drinking out of my Halloween havoc, chick Foley show cup. You know, I got all, I got my freaking vampire shirt on. I'm surrounded by <laughs> WWE. Well, I guess eight, some, there's some AEW zombies back here now. They used to be WWE zombies, but they're, they're AEW zombies now. <laughs> Um, I got Frank, you know, over here in the corner. You know what I mean. So, I'm I'm living the Halloween life over here. Y'all are y'all are slacking. Yeah, we are. All right, let's get into some figure talk. All right, it's time for the figure four. Still trying to get Sheena to do a uh, a freestyle rap over that uh yes. that <laughs> track. <laughs> uh, oh man. Let's start no, off. But nobody with wants that. Legends of Lucha Libre. So it's been a long time since we've had any updates on this line. Um I actually pre-ordered the Fanaticos of uh Ultimo Dragon and Taya Valkyrie a long time ago. And oh uh, yeah. I was starting to worry about maybe the, you know this line was just canceled, but they got some updates. It's more figures coming out, and the big thing is that we saw the first shot of the premium for Wave Two. You know, we got um, they sent us the Ray Phoenix and uh, Pentagon figures earlier this year. Very very cool. Mm-hmm. Up next is going to be Conan. Uh, this is pre you know Viva La Raza Wolfpack days. This is back when he was rocking the mask as a true luchador, and. Um, there's also the uh, Lady Maravilla. So I'm not real familiar with her. Are you, are you a fan of hers, Marco? Yes, I am. No, I've, I've nice. never, I mean, I've, I've heard of her, but yeah, I've never seen any matches. I had never um, heard of her until this figure came out. It looks like an awesome figure, so I'm definitely getting both. It's very cool to get a Conan. Obviously, we haven't had an Elite or Jazzwares version of Conan, yeah. so, so that's cool. Hopefully, this brings him back in the figure fold and we can get some other versions of, uh, of K-Dog. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to get these and hopefully we get those fanaticos by the end of the year. Uh, Marco, are you still in on this line? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I think next week they're actually, um, giving out some more updates or, uh, some new, some new details on the, on the line and stuff like that. So, cause I actually had a, a paint, a paint app of, uh, of Conan as well. So it, it look it actually looks pretty cool. So I'm, I'm super excited to get that. It's, uh, just anything pre Conan. And Conan's all, actually Conan's really awesome on on uh, on Twitter. By the way, I know you guys don't like traverse Twitter that much, but <laughs> he's all over the place. He like he he tweets. He like follow you back if you if you want to be like, hey, tweet me something, I'll follow you back. So I got to follow nice. Conan. So he's he's cool in my book. Yeah, I'll be honest. I pretty much use Twitter for fantasy football news. That's that's like my primary purpose. Why so I still have Twitter to stay <laughs> up on all my uh, yeah my fantasy football. We news. used to be uh, we I, used to be hardcore tweeters, and then you know, oh, yeah. just kind of we've been on dissolved. Twitter since two thousand nine. Man, we were we were early adopters. <laughs> we're OGs. We got burnt Skins. out when the when the new gen came on Twitter. We were like, oh hell, no. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little rough out there in those waters, but uh, I'm still, I'm still keep my head above. That's right. <laughs> the uh, 
The other big figure news this week was that we had some new Mattel reveals that dropped actually just, uh, you know, a handful of hours before um, we went live tonight. Yeah, exactly. Um, some cool stuff available. This, these are the standard WWE.com reveals, though. The big things we saw that were new was uh, Basic Series 125, where we're going to see Swerve Scott's first figures. He's yep. got a regular and a chase. Um, there's an Ember Moon figure that I think is going to be our early candidate for the uh, the Hall of Shame 2021. Uh, she looks like she's got about 35 extra LBs for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Target ser- uh, Legend Series 13. We saw her look at that. Hurricane figure looks pretty cool. It's different enough yeah. from the last hurricane that dropped back in uh, at the end of, of 2019 or maybe that was early 2020. Um, we're getting a Bob Wharton figure first time since that legends two pack with Roddy Piper. He's going to come with the, the cast on the arm and stuff this time. The big highlight for that to me was the Jake, the snake. Cause we're going to get, uh, two versions of heel Jake. We're yep. getting, um, Jake from when the, the snake bit macho man's arm and the gray pants snake from the coal miners glove on a pole match. One of Sheena's all time yeah. favorites. So, uh, <laughs> we're going to be, we're gonna be reviewing that, um, in our, uh, Halloween havoc series, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We are uh, coming up here soon. Uh, Marco, what would you think of Legends 13? No, it looks, it looks pretty awesome. That's what the Triple H show. That's the beginning of the, uh, yep. the DX invasion. The, the DX army. Yeah, the DX invasion. Uh, but yeah, no, it looks pretty cool. Definitely the, the get out of that is the uh, the Jake the Snake. Um, I've seen a lot of people going, oh, I'm glad I didn't pull the trigger on that last Jake the Snake because this one's way better. Yeah, um, it actually it does look pretty awesome. I'm oh getting both these jakes gosh. for sure. What's up? Okay, so this new Ember Moon crap. I just lost the picture of it. So it, it looks like her upper torso. Like she doesn't even have sculpted boobs. It's just like painted. Like it's the weirdest looking thing I've it's, ever seen. Like they yeah. should yeah. continue to go downhill. Like it, it's it's a bad scene with the basics right now. It looks awful. I mean, it just. I mean, yeah, Ember Moon. Figure. Ember Moon is a is a is a cool looking chick. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. She does have a very unique body style. Like she's like, you know, kind of like short and just like, you know, brick shit house, like stocky. But I mean, this figure does her no justice at all. Yeah. So they poor, in, the, in the streets we say they they did her dirty. Yeah, the, she's got a it's figure. a uniboot. I'm looking at the <laughs> I'm looking at the side profile now. It's all a uniboot. There's no like it's one big solid like hump across the chest. There's no like differentiation <sighs> on the chesticles. Like it's ridiculous. The chesticles. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, this women's this women's body sculpt is uh, oh my God. is not not good. I'm sorry, Ember. Yeah, she had a great elite a few years back, so it's yeah. sad that this is her next figure up. But hey, what can you do? Um, we need we need Ember with like the the wolf mask. You know what I mean? Like that's the Ember I, I want. I think that would be the next know? elite. You know, and we know that uh, yeah. Big Shot Bill always goes hard on the NXT figures, so I think we'll get it. Um, Sticking with the Target exclusives, we saw our first actual look at the this year's Royal Rumble series. So this is yes. going to come with a build a figure, Jimmy Hart, and the pink uh, the pink jacket. So we got to get that to go with our Elite Forty Three Hart Foundation. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be Biggie with his Xavier Woods Get Well Soon gear, uh, Canadian Earthquake. So this is the OG John Tenta. You know we reviewed the shark a yep. couple weeks back. This is just the baby blue gear with the red Canadian flag on it. Um, you're going to get Dakota Kai's first elite great looking figure. And then we're going to get the white trunks or the white tights. Um, Yokozuna from the Royal Rumble 93 watch along. We had yeah. uh, a few weeks back on Patreon uh, and he comes with the salt bucket that, that, uh, that low life, Mr. Fuji used to uh, throw the salt in the eyes of Bret Hart at <laughs> WrestleMania 9. So 
pretty cool figure. <laughs> we we got a white trunks Yokozuna back in 2015 time frame in the Hall of Fame series. It looked really yeah. good. He had the beard and stuff. So I don't necessarily think I need this one, but um, you got to get all the figures to build the Jimmy Hart. Uh, Sheena, what, what's yeah. your favorite figure from this set? I'm trying to find. I'm trying to pull up the pictures right now, but I. I mean, I'm excited about that build a figure. I think you know we definitely need that for our for our heart foundation. So I know a build a figure is not like the most exciting thing in the world, but um, I'm hyped for the character adding it to the collection. I like the build a figures because it gives us a chance to get people that probably wouldn't sell that well if they were released on their own. But you know, it's a, yeah. it's a collector aspect to them. And the only thing I'm nervous about is the Royal Rumble sets last year. I don't think I ever saw any of those on the pegs, man. I don't. Yeah. I never saw. Um, not one Royal Rumble hmm. figure. I, I had to go eBay to get all those. Did, did you find those up in Massachusetts last year, Marco? Which uh, what was the what was the Royal Rumble figures? Last it was, year? was Umaga, it? Titus, Stone Cold, mm. and oh yeah, no, I forget what the fourth and the Warrior, the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, no, I didn't see any of those on the shelves. I seen the yeah. WrestleManias. They started popping up. That set had some weird distribution. It, yeah, it was. Yeah. It did drop during like peak pandemic, so maybe that had something to do with it. But yeah, that was a uh, a very tough to find set. Um, How did you say that this uh, white Taitioko is different than the one we already have? It look, I mean, in my mind, this it looks one has exactly no beard. Like- no, the one we he have, no it's, it's a different head scan. Okay, the other head okay. scan has the beard stuff, and he just he looks a little older. You know, the other one, the other one is like a late ninety five Yoko where yeah. this one's like an early 93 Yoko. Because remember, the other one came with two of the tag team title belts. So it was from yes. Yoko's run mm-hmm. as yep. uh, Owen Hart's tag team partner. So yeah, yep. and I, I kind of like Yoko with the beard. I think he looks a little bit tougher. So I'll probably pass on that actual figure, but I still got to get it because uh, we need the Jimmy Hart. Um, the yep. other big thing, the thing I'm probably most excited for is out of all the reveals today is that we're getting the we're getting stone cold steve austin's atv man like i am yes. so hyped yeah. for that <laughs> it's gonna look great with the elite stone colds we've talked about wanting to get more um vehicles like undertaker's hearse and, and the four-wheeler so i'm hyped for this i don't really understand where big e comes in because it comes with a big e basic i don't remember big e riding a four-wheeler unless i've just totally spaced out but on they gotta put but... it with a figure that's gonna sell dude big e is over like rover dude uh, yeah oh, and i put All, it with a basic stone cold loves- with the we haven't gotten a basic Stone Cold in the jorts and the t-shirt, so that's either way, true. though, that's I, true. But I mean, this—the I think the wrecking cycles. I think those are really, really uh, geared toward children. You know what I mean? So yeah, they're, they're going to want a big figure. Yeah, yeah, I, they're going to go I'm, with the newer crop of stars with them when it comes to that stuff. So mm-hmm. for sure, uh, hey, didn't they? Yeah, was it sure. AJ or Drew or who was on the motorcycle? Drew, Drew, Drew well, was they on had the motorcycle. Two. They had Undertaker, Undertaker with a motorcycle yeah. and Drew with a motorcycle. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Very cool though, uh, Sheena. What's what's your most wanted uh, figure vehicle right now? Oh, I mean, it's from Jazzwares, definitely, but it's uh, Sue's van for sure. You know what I mean? Like uh, that—that's the vehicle I want. Um, from from Mattel, maybe like the you know the cement truck. You know, um, I think that could be cool. Getting the the cement truck from you know maybe the two pack. It could be Vince's Vince's uh, car and the the cement truck. You know, and you yeah. just have a. a I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely but, the, uh, uh, the Corvette. Yeah, be the Corvette with the and that Sue's van. Yeah, that would, those, would be, <laughs> that, those would be my two vehicles that I really want. AW's got to give that to us at some point. It's got to happen, man. Jeremy's yeah. all or about the have, um, with Jax. Like Like uh, Big Show's dad. You know, you could have like a one with like a, 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 like a coffin behind oh, no. it. With, <laughs> the, drag, <laughs> the drag's behind, you know. Big Show's daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. yeah! They uh, they also announced the uh, the WrestleMania uh, thirty eight 
elites too as well. And we're getting old um, man Brett. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. yeah. So those are wow, on wow. ringside right now. Use code Chick Fil A to save ten percent. But why yeah. are we getting old man Brett? We already got the uh, the SummerSlam 2010 figure from a long time ago. That was enough though. Who's clamoring for an, an old man Brett? There's someone I mean, out there as an audience, Brett, but you know what I mean. I'm, yeah. I'm a I'm a rare breed. The Brett figure I want right now is the AEW ringside exclusive from yeah. the uh, the belt reveal of uh, yeah. the AEW championship. I, I think that would be a big seller. But yeah, he he was yeah. dripping that night, dude. Had the the button up, you know, looking it's so like a fly, silver dude. snakeskin shirt or some shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> looking like he shopped in Jericho's <laughs> closet. <laughs> And that's going to be another Build-A-Figure set. It comes with Vince McMahon from uh, WrestleMania 3. So yes. another fun set. And again, it's available for pre-order right now on uh, ringsidecollectibles.com. Um, as we're recording this, it is 1049 on September 30th. So we got about an hour and 10 minutes left before it's officially October. Uh, let's kick it off uh, with what is your favorite spooky wrestling figure? Sheena, I'll let you go first. Huh. Hmm. I like... Uh... Papa Shango. I think the Papa Shango figure is probably one of my favorites. I don't know if the the, elite, the which one. I don't know the elite. Well, they're they're both elites. Um, there's like the the, the two, two pack. pack with Warrior. There's like a Hall of Fame yeah. two pack. Um, I probably go with that one. It comes with the little. Um, does I don't know what accessories the All other the, one the, came every, with. The only difference between the two pack one is the logo is a little bit bigger on the singlet. The logo is yeah. bigger on the singlet, and I believe the one from the two pack has the hand tattoo on it. But other than that, the figures are pretty much identical. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, either one. Uh, I was gonna say the one from the the Hall of Fame series, but uh, yeah, I, I gotta go with Papa Shango. Definitely, Marco. How about you? Man, I think I'd, you'd be remiss to uh, to not go with with the fiend, the ultimate fiend figure. Great choice uh, with the head swaps, with the uh, the the one with the tongue that's sticking out. Uh, yeah. You get the creepy belt. The universal title with his face yeah. Oh, yeah. across it. Um, that's a, and you that's can a add the, figure. Uh, yeah, and it didn't come with the lantern, but you can actually, you know, just take it mm-hmm. from his elite. You know, oh, have yeah. the uh, the Bray Wyatt head. That's what I. That's how I have it set up. But yeah, that's a. Oh, yeah. That's definitely a spooky. My my daughter still is scared to death of it. I can't even like display <laughs> it. It's kind of creepy. Usually. Yeah. Yeah, she hates it. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm gonna go old school. I'm gonna go all the way to, back to Jack's Bone Crunching Action Series Two with the glow in the dark Undertaker figure. You know, this was a uh, creature of the night Undertaker with the black and purple. He was identical to Series One, except that his skin was like this sickly yellow green color, and it glowed in the dark. And I just love that figure so much as a kid. So, so that's mine. The glow in the dark Undertaker figure from uh, Bone Cruncher Series Two. Yeah, Let's go into of, uh, real quick. Speaking of spooky figures, um, Seth, I used to nanny for this little kid, and he was like, you know, barely four years old. And uh, Seth, you know, he he got into really big into wrestling with me being his nanny. You know, he'd come over in our wrestling room and play wrestlers and all this kind of stuff. You know, never really watched like actual wrestling. Um, and then uh, Seth was like, "Oh, we're gonna get him a gift," you know, because we'd given him a bunch of figures before. But Seth got him that Undertaker zombie. Do you remember the Undertaker zombie? It was like the most yeah, like grotesque the purple lightning on his hands and stuff. Yeah, and he had like you know f- like hanging flesh and blood. And I was like, "Dude, you can't give this to him. Like this is like terrifying." You know, so I ended up giving it to him. Him, but I like colored all of the the red flesh like black so that it didn't look so scary, you know. Like it was just kind of looking like more like a sleeve than it was like you know open wound. Um, he he really liked it, but yeah, I was just like, dude, Seth. This is before we had kids, clearly, because I was like, dude, you can't give this figure to a four year old. Are you kidding me? I thought it was a cool figure. It was very toyetic. Very uh, toyetic. Let's get into yeah, our weekly purchases, scary. Marco. What all did you add to your collection this week? 
Uh, nothing too much, nothing crazy, especially for figures. Only one I got this week was the, finally, it arrived, Cactus Jack, ringside exclusive oh, yeah. figure. Oh, that's it's a good one. Definitely the best uh, Mick Foley figure so far. Anyway, I haven't cracked it open, but uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. The head, the head scan's pretty awesome. Yeah, the head scan's the on point. The boots look amazing. Yeah. yeah, everything about that that figure looks good. The scar on his arm, the him, mm-hmm. him sticking his tongue through his little like space in between his teeth is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I think you, you see this on on a on our group, the Facebook group. A lot of people have ordered from uh, twenty eight hundred studios. They do like the retro t shirts and stuff like that. So I finally got my uh, my oddities. Shirt that they nice. that they did, yeah. So that's it's the uh, the it's, second John Tenta mention in the uh, in the yeah. figure segment this week. The back of it's pretty awesome too. It has the uh, beautiful the WWF logo in flames with the you know the, the insane clown posse skull. He also actually added some uh, stickers, which are pretty cool. But the other shirt, I totally forgot. I pre-ordered with it. Um, he kind of did a thing where uh, at the time, now I remember he put that shirt up and said, Hey, it's up for, you know, pre-order, blah, blah, blah. And then shortly after he did another shirt and then he came back and said, Hey, if you guys pre-ordered that other shirt, I'll be, I'll do a deal. If you want to pre-order this one, because I know it was like last minute, I totally forgot that I did this one. So you guys will probably know what this is. If you see it. So you see the little, see the little Bart Simpson hand. Right oh, yeah. So if I flip it around on the back. Oh baby. I love it. I love it. <laughs> That sick, That's one dude. of my favorite uh, magazine covers. I love that. Uh, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty awesome. Brett and Bart. Yeah, I totally forgot that that was a part of it. But uh, yeah, they he had like I said, he had some stickers like the the sticker of the the WWF logo with the uh, the flaming skull, which is pretty cool. That is um, cool. He also added a sticker of the of the Bret Hart um, magazine cover. Very collab. nice. But uh, yeah, no, was, that's those are my pickups, but. I definitely have one for next week. That's going to be awesome that I've been scouring for that I actually have, but I want to wait till next week to present oh, yeah. it. So. So, speak, speaking of uh, scouring for, we're going to save one of our weekly purchases for the random merch of the week segment that's coming up. Spoiler alert. But uh, okay. the other big, the other big get we got this week was Elite Eighty Nine, and so we're gonna do a quick live review. Um, we're nice. gonna save the chick scale for how many chicks. You know, that's kind of our sacred uh, segment we have on the show. When we do the live reviews, we do how many Marcos. So anybody that's in the crypto game, you know, you got to be up on your conversion rates, and we know that two Marcos <laughs> are equal to one chick. So we're gonna go from a scale of one to ten, no decimal points, straight up one to ten. For all these figures and uh sheen throw them up we'll start off with uh the figure we're giving away this week elite 89 nia Jax. oh boy what did i do with nia oh here she is Ugh. for those watching on youtube sheen is going to be displaying these figures as they come up so i'll kick it off i'm going to give this figure an eight um like we said the the face scan is incredible this is one of those instances where we say it really looks like they just kind of shrunk the person down and then yeah. she also it's the first time we're getting the proper women's tag team belt so I am going to give this figure an 8.0. Marco, how about you? Um, I'll, I'll go eight, eight and a half. Nice. That one. Definitely, definitely would love the, uh, the different head sculpts, like the, uh, the previous figure that she had. Elite um, 65. Like earlier, yeah. But, yeah, but definitely. Could, uh, I mean, if it's an elite, you could probably still just pop those heads off and put them on this. You camera. might be able that to. Is, that yeah. is true. Uh, but yeah, the, the 0.5, just cause they got the, uh, the tag team title. <laughs> Correct. 
So not the Wolves <laughs> tag team title. How about yeah. you, Shane? What do you give that one? Uh, I mean, I I give it a nine, dude. I think it's a great figure. I mean, I I agree with you. Looks Seth, really I like good. The, yeah, I like the other figure better, but I haven't even gotten this thing out of the package. And like I said, just the gear looks good. The paint apps look good. She doesn't have a uniboob. Um, and, uh, <laughs> you know, her hair looks awesome. And I mean, her face scan is just, it just knocked it out of the park. Looks, and I think yeah, one of the things, you know, Naya's a bigger figure. So I feel like, you know, um, I mean, not no shade. No, no, I'm not like making any knocks on her weight or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, she's a bigger season. figure. We love that. She's, okay. got a, she's got a bigger head, you know. So I think it, it's easier for them to like capture her. I feel like sometimes Mattel struggles with the female face scans because they have like such a small, little, like tiny Dude. head. And so, yeah, I think she, they don't they turn away our uh, don't turn away the uh, the Nia Jax <laughs> fan club that we have in our Facebook group. I mean, we don't want people leaving the group because yeah. You're bashing the good name of Nia Jax. Dude, I'm, I'm not. I'm not bashing her. I literally just said she's got, she's got a freaking incredible figure. I, I, I scaled her higher than in both of you jerks. That's true. All right, right. dealer's choice, Sheen. What's next? <laughs> Let's go with Dominic Mysterio. Oh, so I'm not a fan of this figure. Wow, he's missing the entrance gear. I'm not a big fan of Dom. But I will give it a six just off the basics of off the basis of the attire being nice and colorful and that he makes a matching set with the Rey Mysterio from Elite 88. So you got a proper Mysterio's tag team. So I give him a six and uh, that's a soft six. Marco, how about you? Um, I'm going to I'm going to go a little bit higher. Uh, I'm going to go with I'm going to go seven for uh, for Dominic. I don't hate Dominic um, mainly because, like you said, the gear isn't correct because he had that hood. Um, and the yeah. hood isn't there. They could have done the DMX boys. Yeah, they they could have did some like vinyl type of like kind of like um <laughs> with a hood at kind of like Io Shirai how, like her how her jacket was. They could have did something like that with with a Dominic with with a Dominic figure. So, but I don't hate it. I'm I'm, I'm this, is this the first ever father son uh. Like kind of elite, or is that or radio? I was gonna say cowboy Bob, Bob and, right? Yeah, but I mean, but if you're talking about like that, have a matching set, then it's matching definitely set. The, yeah, then it's definitely the first. Uh, yeah, the first. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it a seven, not because I love this, you know, not because I love Dom or love this fig, uh, love the figure, but uh, the face scan is a little off. Doesn't necessarily mm. capture Dom's. Like it looks a little too old. It looks like Dom and like eight or nine years you know what i mean um but there's like tons of color tons of like paint applications and a lot of design work and everything that i really like like there's all kinds of i mean there's literally like designs from head to toe all the way down to the boots like you know he's got a little belt painted on um the knee pads have paint apps on them so i all of his tattoos and everything i'm gonna give it a seven just for like you know just quality of overall like you know toyeticness of a figure (laughs) all right what's next sheen let's Let's go with Gina struggling with the box of figs. The Archer Damien Priest. So our good friend, uh, my damn toys, MDT, longtime premium Foley fan member. He thinks that this is a candidate for figure of the year. I'm not figure quite there the with year. it, but it is it, great, dude. It's it's a great awesome attire. I love that like bright purple. I'm gonna and he's the first time in the line for or it's his first elite. He did have a basic, um, but it's his first elite, so it's got some historical significance. I'm gonna go nine point oh. The only reason um it's not higher is that there's a couple of Damien Priest attires that I like a little bit better. 
But I think that is an incredible figure and an, a great uh, entry into the Elite collection. Mm-hmm. Marco, how about you? Oh. Man, I might have to go 9.5 on that one. That That is a – we thought Nia Jax – I mean, I could have – should have gave Nia Jax a little bit higher, but that that figure looks literally like Damien Priest, like a shrunken down Damien Priest. has the, the abs, the, the jeans, the denim – is looking right on that. Uh. <laughs> I, had, I had to look at it, you know, because I had I looked at it earlier when we got it out of the box, but I hadn't really like you know like looked at the face scan. Um, and then Seth said that MDT said that it was like you know figure of the year candidate, and I was like, oh shit, let me check this thing out. And yeah, it does, yeah. man. Like the the, and the expression and everything is like right on point. So yeah, I'm gonna give it a nine too. I think uh, a nine. Uh, this is a great great figure again. Super bright. Super toyetic, um, got extra detail on like all the hand, all the extra hands. Um, yeah, great figure. All right, what's next, Chino? Let's go with that dickhead Bobby Trashley. <laughs> Another oh, great oh, figure. On. It's our first Bobby, <laughs> yeah, Bobby okay. Lashley with the uh, the main event pants. Um, I'm gonna go with a seven point five. Uh, it's a it's a much needed figure. You pretty much have to have it in your collection at this point. The attire is still kind of plain, and I'm still I, I like Bobby Lashley now, but I don't love Bobby Lashley, so seven point five for me. Marco, huh? I'm gonna give it an eight because I like I like Bobby Lashley. Um, still looks like a you know, still looks like a plain Bobby Lashley figure, unless mm-hmm. the you know the head I mean, sculpt is a little bit. What does he do? Different. He doesn't really do anything different with his look. You, you know? know what would have Marco? I'm glad you said it was plain. You know what would have really set this figure over the top? A hurt business T-shirt with the the gold, yeah, shiny like, with, gold the, with the gold. Full, yeah, they yeah, could have done something like that. I think that would have like really set it off, man. But either way, it's yeah. still a cool figure. Yeah, Sheena. Yeah, I'm gonna give it an eight as well. I think it. Or did you give it an eight point oh, Marco? Yeah, I gave it an eight. Yeah, well then I'm gonna give it an eight point two just to like one up you guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's a I think it's a really good figure. I agree with you guys. It should have come with a hurt business accessory. Um, it gets the little the bonus point too, just because again, um, this is probably the most significant Bobby Lashley that we've had. So, um, yeah. yeah, great looking figure. Next we have Braveheart himself, Drew McIntyre. So this figure, I'm gonna give like a 3.0. I just think it's kind of corny. Wow. I'm just I'm I'm in love with the Elite 71 Drew with the long hair that coming on awesome. down his face. This is this is a good Drew. It's a quality figure. This is my personal rankings. All right. I, I really just I'm in love with that Drew that had the hair coming down all over the face. I plan on opening this figure and throwing the kilt and the sword on my Elite 71 Drew and calling it a day. Maybe I'll see if I can do a head swap because I do like the black and blue gear. So maybe I'll see if I can put that head sculpt on this figure. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know why, man. I That that huh. dream with the hair that was coming all down his face is like one of my favorite figures of the last like couple years. He looks like a badass. He looks like a warrior with that hair in the front of the face, you know? Yeah, but mm. I do. I the, the accessories are like a 9.0. The figure's like a 3.0. So this is a little tough for me, but I am super stoked to get the sword and the kilt for uh, for Drew. Marco, huh? Man, that's it. I was like, you killed that. Jeez, you killed Drew McIntyre right there. I think that's his <laughs> best figure so far. <clears throat> I do like the hair on the face, but I mean, I think the head sculpt is way better than that one, right? As far as like the facial, the facial expression goes, he has that. Yeah, smirk. I mean, yeah, I mean, the other one, he's just kind of scowling behind the hair. You yeah. can't even see the face on it. Yeah, so this yeah, is like, I mean, this is like straight like white meat baby face Drew McIntyre. Yeah, this is you know, this is another one that kind of you could go with like a shrunken. Shrunken down version. Yeah. Um, this is, gonna, this is gonna, we're all in I'm, this together, Drew McIntyre. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go higher than three. I'm gonna go 
Let's go seven and a half for okay. um, that for was old much higher Drew. than three. Yeah. I'm going to give it a five. I'm, I'm with Seth on the fact that I really like the ring gear and the, the addition of the sword. Um, as far as like the Drew figure, I mean, I could take it or leave it. It's not a bad figure. You know, if you don't have a Drew in your collection, this will definitely fill that void. But, um, you know, I don't feel like it's like a must have if you already yeah. have the, the others or like the top picks uh, Drew. But yeah, that gear is freaking mage. So yeah, if you want to grab that kilt, uh, you're going to have to get this Elite 89. Last, but certainly not least, you got a two for one right here with this last guy. Pull up his other fig, Sheen. I don't think I got his other figure over here. Yeah, I slid it down at your feet. I thought, dude, something hit my feet, and I thought the dogs like knocked something over, dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I will break kayfabe real quick. I'm recording in the kids' playroom, and she is in the living room. I realized that we for- I forgot to give this figure to her for the weekly purchases segment, <laughs> and I ran over and slid this figure and got it right underneath her feet. So, dude, it, turn it no, around, it, it, didn't, it didn't get right under my feet. It literally like smashed into my feet, and I was like, what the, <laughs> fell, what the hell fell over and hit my feet? You know, but I'm like on the air, so I can't really like you know react and be like, what the. So, so you know? I got the hot take of the week. We got our ultimate edition Sergeant Slaughter in the uh, San Diego Comic-Con exclusive and Elite 89. I think is Elite it? 89 is the better figure, man. I, I just I love heel Slaughter. I know everybody else was able to forgive him. But for me, the, he's always going to be that bastard Iraqi sympathizer. And uh, yeah. that that's what I remember, you know. Uh, so I love the Elite 89 figure. He goes perfect with the Colonel Mustafa we just got. My only wish is that he had the pointy boots. It. Mattel's mm. figure they dropped is historically accurate because he wasn't rocking the pointy boots at WrestleMania seven. But um, yeah. yeah, I think that really would put it over the top. But yeah, the two slaughters we got this week, I call me crazy. I like the elite 89 better than the eighties the baby face. So I'm going to huh. give that figure a 7.8. Marco. The the elite eighty which one are you, did you he's, he's, elite eighty nine yeah we're just doing the elite eighty nine uh, live reviews um let's see I'm gonna give it just because I don't have the ultimate edition I was I was cheaped out of it I'm gonna give that a ten how about that <laughs> elite eighty nine is a ten is way better than the ultimate edition <laughs> version of uh, Sergeant Swap it actually does look pretty awesome yeah um it does look like it's a better figure obviously it doesn't have the articulation. That the ultimate edition has, but I feel like the ultimate edition should have like been heel slaughter, man. I feel like it. I yeah. feel like they, the ulti- I feel like heel slaughter lent himself so much more to an ultimate edition, but I, yeah, I, I understand so. why they wanted to go with the baby face. What yeah. about you, Shane? What do you give uh, Elite Eighty Nine slaughter? <laughs> um, I like. I really like this figure. It comes with. I mean. Our glasses are kind of adjacent. They're kind of like knocked off, but um, it doesn't matter because we're loose collectors. But yeah, I'm going to give it an eight, dude. I like the soft goods top. Um, you know, I, I think he looks I think he looks awesome, dude. The the whip or whatever the hell that thing is, like stoked for it. So yeah, eight. Oh, yeah. All right. So that is Elite 89. It's, it should be available in stock from ringside anytime now. Um, and make sure you guys are using code Chick Foley to save... 10% on those orders. And then, yeah, we also, from our friends at Threadhead Customs, we got a uh, the classic red The Rock shirt to go with uh, with Ringside Exclusive Rock. Let's hear from awesome. Extra Cooler. Hey, everyone. It's Nick, better known as Extra Cooler. Is there anything better than diving back into the wrestling archives and watching classic matches from the past? Yes, there is. It's doing that with your buddies while cracking jokes and enjoying some ice-cold beverages. If that sounds like fun to you, then be sure to check out my new podcast, The Extra Cooler Show. 
where each episode, my Survivor Series team and I review an old-school match chosen by you, the listeners. The Extra Cooler Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and follow us for new episodes every other Thursday morning. Random Merch of the Week is where we scour the deep recesses of the internet to track down hard-to-find and never-before-seen wrestling merchandise and share it with you, the Foley fam. You can find links to purchase our rare finds in the show notes of every episode. This segment is brought to you by Pro Wrestling Tees. Visit the official Chick Foley Show store by searching Chick Foley at ProWrestlingTees.com or hitting the link in our show notes. All right, so we got a uh, quite the twisted tale on... Uh, Random merch of the week. It's a, it's a little bit of a uh, a combo on our mm. weekly purchases. Um, but Sheena, first off, tell the listeners about the uh, the collection of zombie WWE statues behind you right now. So we've talked about this like you know before on the show. We've touched on this collection that we have, yep. um, but we're going to rehash it really quickly because we have some incredible random merch that we have to share with you guys. So back in like Uh-oh. 2015, um, WWE shop was selling these uh, zombie. Let me- Grab one here. Grab CM Punk. He's the man of the hour. So they had these these little lawn gnome style uh, WWE superstars and legends in like, you know, zombie gnome form, which was like right in my wheelhouse. I was like, these things are freaking awesome. And they're like, they're like made of resin. So they're like a really good weight, um, super detailed. So they're, they're really, really, really nice, man. Yeah. So anyway, I ordered all the ones that they had. Right. So I like, or, and they they were on sale. So that was the thing. It was like after Halloween, you know, WWE shops, like always like, you know, slashing their prices and offering. So I got them all on sale. Well, for some reason, um, the there was a three pack of the Wyatt family. So it had, you know, um, Luke, Eric, and uh, Bray all together, and it wasn't on sale. It was, so it was like seventy seventy five bucks, I think, for for the thing. And I was like, well, I'll wait for it to go on sale. Well, sure enough, it just kind of like sold out of stock, and I never even really thought about it again. Um, and then, so we've been on the hunt ever since to find to, to complete the zombie collection. Come to find out, these these things actually came out in 2014. So there was a there was a few zombies that came out even before I realized they were a thing and started collecting. Huh. Um, so we've been on the hunt and scavenging these things, you know, um, ever since. So and they're hard to find. They're really freaking yeah, hard. We to were find. able to go back from the the 2014 releases. From what we can tell. It was just CM Punk, AJ Lee, and Hulk Hogan. And we were able to grab CM Punk and AJ Lee shortly after we realized that they were out there. Um, There's AJ. But I've had a save search for basically the last two years on eBay. So anybody, we're going to get deep into the eBay game right now. I remember, I didn't get the Wyatt family too. We had to find the Wyatt family too. Yeah, that was the other ones. Yeah, and I was able to find Bray and uh, Luke pretty quickly afterwards also. But... For the last two years, and for those watching on YouTube, Sheena's showing off all these zombie statues right now. Um, for the last <laughs> two years, I've had a save search on eBay for zombie Hulk Hogan, and uh, nothing's ever come up, man. I, there's a there's a zombie Hulk Hogan t-shirt out there that's popped up every once in a while, but not a trace of the statue. I was on WorthPoint, which is basically like a database of eBay sold listings, and it seen, there hadn't been a Hulk that had showed up since the middle of 2015 on eBay. So I was starting to kind of give up hope on it. But Sunday afternoon, we're sitting around. Watch, we had the outdoor theater set up. We're watching football, chilling, knocking back some cold ones. 
And I just kind of had a random um, urge to check my eBay account. And there was a hit on Hulk Hogan zombies. And sure enough, the Hulk Hogan statue was there. So again, I've never seen this before in two years of safe searches. <laughs> he's there. And let By the me time say, I, I, so I started asking, I started asking Seth a question in the middle of all this. Right. So I like, I was asking, you know, something with the kids or making dinner. I can't even remember what was going on, but I, and I, I could just tell he was like 1000% preoccupied. And I was like, are you okay? Like what's going on? What is on your phone? And, and I was, was like, just like, leave me alone. I need, leave me alone. I need to and focus. I was, like, I was like, okay, okay. Well, I don't know what's <laughs> so happening right now. I see that Hulk's there. So I'm like immediately get a, an adrenaline rush, right? This item I've been searching for for years is within my grasp. I click the listing and sometimes there's a little bit of lag on your save search notifications. By the time I click the listing, this thing gets sold. I saw there was a buy it now listing for the Hulk Hogan statue for 70 bucks and um, it's gone, right? It's already sold. I'm, I'm just sick at my stomach. Like I cannot believe I missed out on this thing I've been looking for for years. Again, Prior to the last one before this was 2015. So it had been six years before one of these showed up on eBay and another one showed up and I missed it. But you guys know me. All right. I'm the guy who who jacked a couple of defining moments, Macho Man <laughs> figures out of somebody else's hands <laughs> at the uh, Toys, okay, R uh, Toys R Us in oh, Honolulu boy. and found a way to score them. I didn't stop. I didn't give up. All right. Shout out to John <laughs> Cena. I find the seller. I message him. I see the sold price was 70 bucks. I drop this guy a line. I say, hey, man, I will send you 100 bucks on PayPal. You can avoid eBay fees. We'll do 100 bucks, friends and family on PayPal, if you will give me that Hulk statue. Just a shot in the dark, dude. And sure as shit, it was my lucky day. The guy was game. He wrote me back. He said, are you sure? I said, yeah, let's do this right now, man. You'll get an extra. It ended up being like extra 40 bucks for him between eBay fees and just doing it friends and family on PayPal. And uh, luckily enough, he was cool with it. He canceled the order on eBay. We hooked up. We're friends on Facebook now. And uh, he sold me the Hulk Hogan statue for for a hundred bucks. Show it off, Sheen. And there so, he is, Zombie oh, wow, Hulk Hogan. Is. So again, there this I don't know what the actual numbers were on these. There have been exactly two of these that have shown up in the last six years on eBay, and we got wow. one in our collection. So the only of these uh these uh zombie statues we're missing now is Eric Rowan. So if anybody out there is listening and has any mm -hmm. kind of lead on the Eric Rowan zombie statue, he's wearing hook the sheet us mask. Up. I am PayPal ready, man. I you know, I'm honestly I'll I'll put it out there. I'm not sure what dollar amount I would turn down the offer to get that right now because it's the last one we need and we'll have the complete collection. So the last time one showed up on eBay was 2017. Uh, so we're kind of in desperation mode, but we want this Eric Rowan zombie figure. And let me just in, in interject here and say, like, Seth had nothing to do with starting this collection. Like, this was all 100% me. And then he just kind of like, I would get him out every Halloween and he would be like, those are so cool. Like, I, I really like those zombies. He's like, do we have all of them? And I was like, I think so. I think we have all of them. You know, and I wasn't really even tracking. And then, of course, Seth, like, goes in and, like, starts researching. He's like, no, we don't <laughs> have all of them. There, you know, I was like, well, I think there's like a CM Punk. He's like, no, there's also Hulk Hogan. And there's also. AJ a, Lee. Um, we ha I had AJ Lee. I think I think no, you didn't. We got AJ Lee last year. We got AJ and CM Punk last year. 
Oh, the she's ones from, that we she's got from she's from 2013. So yeah, yeah so, so the she's ones like that we got forward. after I got involved was CM Punk, AJ Lee, Bray, Luke Harper, now Hulk. Those are the five I got, and it just it drove me crazy that we were so close to being 100. percent You guys know that have been listening for a while. I have some like mild to moderate OCD. Um, if it, it it just drove me crazy that we were so close to having the perfect collection of these zombie statues, and uh, I you know, know and Sheena it's all because it of it's all because of my frugality. Now we're having to pay out the ass for these things because I'm like a you know I love <laughs> sale and a you know a promo and you know I will wait till the absolute perfect moment to pull the trigger on something. I've asked her like, like three times in the last week, like why did you not buy the whole Wyatt family when it was available? I know. And it, uh, it still blows my mind. And it's funny because it must have come out twice because when I saw it, it was a three pack or maybe they only sold it as a three pack and all the zombies were individually boxed. Maybe that's what it was because right now yeah. there is a Bray and a, um, a Luke listed on eBay. They've been there forever. For like, it's like a it's $350. Like 350 bucks. Yeah. But yeah, the Rowan's just not out there. Like I said, on worth point, it looks like 2017 was the last time one showed up. So if you're out there, if you're listening, if you know somebody with this Eric Rowan zombie lawn gnome, they're by Forever up. Collectibles. Yeah, if you ever yeah, see one in like a collectible store or like a yep. thrift store or whatever, we will post a picture on the uh, Instagram account as well. We'll put out a, an all call for uh, all you guys yeah, to. Yeah. Um, Seth's willing to drop five thousand dollars for it. Uh, I don't know if I'm doing five thousand. No, I'm willing to drop a solid chunk of change to get it in completed collection. Um, I've already, I've already just thrown out the idea. Like I've already like cashed in the fact that we're never going to have the OG. I was like, we know enough artists. Like surely we can get a connection with like a sculptor to like yeah, recreate do this a custom thing. version of it. I'm down. Yeah, if you're if you're out huh. there and you are like a, a sculptor and you like make resin figures, uh, you know, and you're you're down for a project like this uh, and you can recreate something, uh, we would totally be down to to commission you for that as well. So, you know. What, what, right, whatever you Shane, guys got to make this happen. Do we get any lister mail this week? Oh yeah. All right, let's hit it. All right. Tyson Neil Trevino wants to know, what are your guys' thoughts on the news that Shane McMahon is leaving WWE? I'll kick this one to you first, Marco. What do you think about, do you think this is a, a shoot? Is he leaving WWE? <laughs> Um, yeah, I think I added when we were going to do the Royal Rumble. I think that was one of the subjects on, uh, I said, Shane McMahon is a, uh, Shane McMahon is a free agent. Um, and it, it, that's what it's, it, it, um, I've been reading around on it. Yeah. He, he pretty much does not, he's not associated with WWE anymore. His contract has expired with the WWE. Mm. So man, if he shows up, if he ever did show up on oh AEW, oh my God, Can that would be, imagine? I think the whole Though I, I don't even know. It caused a rift in the time <laughs> continuum. Like that was just like the whole world would melt us. I don't even know Shit, what would happen. I'm kind of scared. Yeah, I would. I'd be kind of afraid if he ever walked out on that stage. It just. I wouldn't want to. I'd shut off my phone. I wouldn't even go on Twitter, Instagram, nothing. I just stay away from all forms of social media. <laughs> if he ever stepped foot on an AEW stage or in yeah. a ring, but yeah, he's no. It's it's not a shoot. He's uh, yeah, he's free. So. Who knows? All right. Might be all Who elite. knows? Anything can happen. Or maybe he'll just fade off into oblivion. Um, True. We always crapped on him when he was there anyway. So I don't know why we're even making a big deal out of this. We're like, God, get Shane McMahon and his mid-card of he's evil a, off of yeah, my, uh, off world, of my television. He won the, he's the best in the world. So, I mean, 
He has to well, go face the other best of the world in yeah. AEW. <laughs> we can just have a, didn't they have a best of the world tournament? Isn't that how he became yeah, the best in the world? Yeah. 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 He has to defend that title in AEW. That's right. Yeah, he has to become the definitive best in the world. <laughs> All right. That low life Alex Eubank wants to know. I'm going to give this one to Seth since him and Alex have oh, such a uh, <laughs> such a loving relationship. Uh, that low uh, life Alex uh, Eubank says, if you could take one wrestler's existing name, image, and likeness and look and swap it out, uh, swap out their personality, mic skills, and wrestling style with another wrestler, who would your dream mashup be? Like, so if you could mash up two wrestlers just to make like the absolute perfect uh, wrestler, who who would it be, Seth? That's a tricky question, man. Um, yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of aspects there. So it's a current wrestler's ability mixed with a, a previous wrestler's like promo ability and stuff. No, it doesn't have to be previous. I mean, it could be any. If you could take one, just one wrestler's existing name. Like, so it's just saying you can take their existing name, image, likeness, all of that, and swap it out with another um, in-ring personality, oh, mic. I, I have one. all that kind of stuff. So I'll let you take it, Marco, because I'm kind of at a loss on this one. Yeah. So like, so so what I'm guessing is you take a wrestler and you give so you give that rest said wrestler someone else's promo ability and all that stuff right is that yeah what it yeah. is oh man i'm taking ricochet right since he has the athletic that's a good one already fl- i'm liking your yeah. foundation ricochet, yeah. and i'm throwing in the rock i'm giving the rocks charisma nice. promo skills yeah. and ricochet. all that because i yeah ricochet because he can he has the skills and all he needs is a, he just needs to be good on the mic just to back mm-hmm. up his ability just yeah. to be the he, just to be a heel if yeah. Ricochet was a heel and he had mic work, he'd he'd be dangerous, I think. So yeah, that yeah, yeah Ricochet is is who I would go with. That's an incredible one. I, I love that. I don't know if I could top that. So that that's really good because yeah, Ricochet is the man, dude. But yeah, he needs he needs some sort of it factor on the mic. And he just he just he does not spark. have it. Yeah, he tries to be too lovable and too like, you know, too yeah. friendly. And I'm like, no, dude. Needs, like with the abilities that you the- have, yeah, you either gotta be like a stone cold ass kicker or you just gotta be like a, a horrible heel, you know? So yeah, you, see, you need to be the rock the it 90, 98, 99 rock. Yeah. Just give him that, that, that personality and just everywhere, everyone hate him, but he just, just does his thing in the ring and people love him. Yeah. Like, it'd be, I think it'd be good with that. Will Lechuga says any thoughts on doing a fan con for group members like major pot or Halloween contest or trivia contest, etc. I would, I would love to do like a, a big freaking fo- about that. A fully fam meetup. Yeah, we've done trivia before and it was super fun. Like we had we had um, a host of the trivia and you do it all on your iPhone and we all like did a Zoom call um, and did yeah. wrestling trivia and it was super, super fun. So yeah, we'll definitely um, figure out some sort of um, thing that we can all get together and do again. Um, and then somebody would, wanted to know when our next uh, Royal Rumble was because, uh, oh, Robert Gino <laughs> says, when's the next fully fam Rumble? He's waiting to defend his crown with the Hitman. So it'll be the, uh, the weekend of the ne- of whatever pay-per-view is in October, it'll be that weekend. So I'm not even sure yeah. what did they say what WWE pay per view is next? Is it TLS? Is is table as tables as I don't know. It's Hell in a Cell in October, right? Well, no, it, Hell in a Cell was no, back in, in like in May June. this year. Oh May yeah, you're June, right. June. Yeah, right. They swapped it out. Um, but yeah, what I was gonna say is, if we ever did like a live thing, um, just bringing in the Royal Rumble, just doing a live. That Royal would be so Rumble. fun. 
Yeah. So it's like on a big screen. We have the Xbox yeah. going and you just have like a, that'd be, that'd be pretty awesome. Just, that would just be something fun. like that, I think would be really fun. That would be so hype because everybody gets so hype in the group, you know, like the, the chat's going wild when things get down to yeah. like the last six. So I can only imagine if we were all in person, like, you know, just like cheering each other on and like booing that, <laughs> booing each other. I oh, think yeah. that would be so much fun. So yeah, stay tuned. We'll, we'll try to figure out something fun for, for all of us to do. But yeah, um, that's all the time we have for listener mail tonight, but we do have some, if you didn't get your question answered i will save them for next week all right sheena remind the listeners where they can find you guys on social media you can find me on instagram at chick foley you can find marco running the twitter machine over at chick foley show and if you want to get in our on our foley fam rumble uh coming up in october join the foley fam at chick show.com and remember use code chick foley to save 10 percent on all your orders at ringside collectibles and shoot us a proof of purchase using that discount code to enter for the giveaway for Elite 89 Nia Jax. All right, Marco was the first person to actually solve one of Sheena's trivia questions, so he gets to keep it going. Let's see if he can go two straight weeks. Sheena, hit Marco with the trivia question of the week. All right. What was the first match of the WrestleMania 4 tournament? Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> WrestleMania four tournament. Jeez, I was like freaking. I don't even know that was a long time ago. That yeah, was, was like thirty three years ago. Does that have multiple choice? Nope. Yeah, remember back. we said no multiple choice on the trivia it, challenge. Yeah, this man. one isn't even multiple choice. What was the first match of the WrestleMania four tournament? Those people probably yelling like, "What the hell?" Um, yeah, psh, the first match of WrestleMania. I don't even know. I'm going to bow out uh, on this one. This is Seth. Seth's got a chance to steal. Um, Seth, was it Macho Man and Butch Reed? Not even close. What was it? It is DiBiase versus Duggan. Wow. All Ted right. So, so we'll be back in my court next week. We'll see if somebody can get a little bit of a streak going. But uh, that was yeah. a tough class question, man. No, no lie. That, that was, was a hard holy, one, man. Holy hell. I mean, there's 14 matches in that tournament, dude. So, like, yeah. <laughs> that, that one's tricky. All right, so my job job is to stump you guys. (laughs) Awesome job on the trivia question for this week. Thanks for all the listeners. Remember to uh, hit that subscribe button, rate us, and review us, and we will catch you guys next week.